can't defeat a bad bitch. <laughs> that should be like on my tombstone when I die. Like, I guess you did defeat a bad bitch. <laughs> they got me. They got me. Uh, they got me, gal. <laughs> um. Hello and welcome to the Fox and the Stone. I'm Tyler. I'm Theron and we've been gone for a long time. <laughs> Indeed. And it's a podcast where two friends talk about nerd stuff, mental health, and pop culture. Uh, we hope you're doing well and you're finding ways to take care of yourself. And as Theron just stated, we have been gone for a while. Um, our last episode was August 31st. Um, and we've had some things happen since then. Um, and we're going to kind of get into that in this episode. This is sort of uh, a life update episode, if you will, but also one that talks about what's helped us get through mm-hmm. some of uh, this past month. Um, so let's start, as we always do, with just our weekly mental health check-in. So Theron, how are you doing today mentally? Oh, mentally, I'm great. Um, I've had a really good past few days. Excuse me. Um I saw some friends. Um, we celebrated Will's birthday. Mm-hmm. Shout, Shout out to Will. Will. Um, I finally got a copy of Soul Calibur Six, so I didn't have to pay for it. Um, overall, mental health wise, has been good. Oh, I talked to my little brothers, um, and we're supposed to have dinner either tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and my best friend Tufi got me Dua Lipa and Megan The Stallion tickets front row, so. Because I've been having such a bad time. Like, shout out to Toofy, because Toofy's such a good friend. Like, What row did you say those tickets were? Front row floor really? seats. Yeah, it was like $300 a pop. That's wow. what happens when you have good credit and a sugar daddy. Okay, the sugar daddy part's a lie. He does not have a sugar daddy. But overall, it's been good. <laughs> and I've just been trying to surround myself with, like, positive t- things because I'll gain prosperity or whatever the hell Michelle Williams said in Survivor. But how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good today. Um, I had a good weekend. It was a three-day weekend for me. Uh, I was actually off today, and I didn't do anything. I went to the gym, mm-hmm. um, spent some time with friends, like you said. This weekend we started off, um, we did Will's birthday. Uh, we had some good pizza that night, and then I turned around the next morning, and I worked a few hours at the Out of the Darkness Walk, um, which if you're not familiar with what that is, the Out of the Darkness Walk is part of the... Uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and each year they do different suicide awareness walks to just, it's just a way for us to remember those that we've lost, and it's always a good time. Um, It's a mixed feeling, right? Because on one hand, you are with other people who are experiencing some of the same heavy emotions that you may be experiencing, Um, so it's uplifting in that regard, but during this time of the year, you know, because I walk in honor of Chris and I had a team for him and mm-hmm. shout out to everyone who donated. All the money goes to AFS, uh, AFSP. So I appreciate all the donations if you made one. Um, um, but with that, you know, comes the the sadness and, and some of the grieving process that, that is associated with that. Um, so kind of mixed feelings. But as of today, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a lazy day for me, like I mentioned, but 
uh, still still doing good mentally um, and uh, just ready to uh, keep going and just uh, maintaining that. So, yeah, that sounds like you had a very productive week. And these you brought up the because uh, I'm a grief counselor on the side as well, besides doing regular uh, cognitive behavioral health. And every time someone brings up grief, I always think of the profound words that Paul Bettany freestyled for WandaVision. And that is, what is grief if not love persevering? So Mm -hmm. this morning, which is so funny that you're talking about, I also saw another quote, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it's, uh, grief is the price of loving someone. And I guess it's worth every penny. Mm -hmm. And I read that and I was like, oh my God, that made me think of my dad. Um, Because I live by his old home and where I live at now. So Mm -hmm. I pass his old house. Granted, they they demolished it. So that did, now that makes me sad thinking about it. Uh, They demolished it uh, uh, Sunday night. I watched it from across the street. Just watched, had a good old lemonade. I don't drink beer, but like I brought one of my dad's favorite little dumbass Modelo beers and just sat it out there. Hopefully, um, someone picked it up and drank it. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's grief in a nutshell. We yeah. celebrate the the, lo- the loss of our loved ones, and sometimes that celebration turns into mourning. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Um, go ahead. Tyler. Oh, go ahead. No, I you just, go. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> oops. Uh, I was just, uh, if we didn't have anything else to talk about with mental health, I was going to turn over to you for your uh, news segment. Oh, yeah. Sick, sad world is legit a sick, sad world we live in. But R. Kelly, let me pull up the, let me pull up his charges that he just got found guilty on because I'm literally going to have R. Kelly is going to jail party by myself at my house. Um, But (laughs) R. Kelly was found guilty uh, for federal sex crimes. Um, he is looking at facing life sentence in jail, um, nine federal counts of human racketeering, sex crime, human trafficking, obstruction of justice, and kidnapping. When I say throw him underneath the jail, I mean throw him underneath the jail. Um, mm. R. Kelly has been a predator in front of our eyes for generations Mm -hmm. shout out to all the nasty motherfuckers who all had to watch that damn sex tape and still did not see that there was a problem with him um having sex acts with a minor Mm -hmm. i still to this day do not understand how that is a thing Mm -hmm. um and if you are especially in the black community let's just talk about it in the black community what really bothered me is like R. Kelly has seethed his way into the black community by making these songs. Step in the Name of Love has been played at every fucking wedding I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I Believe I Can Fly is played at my nephew's fucking first and fifth grade graduation. Um, I believe he also had that song on the Space Jam soundtrack in 1990s. Um, mm-hmm. he, did. he married yeah, Aaliyah illegally in front of her dumbass Uncle Barry Hankerson. Allegedly, I don't want to get sued. Um, and this man has been the Pied Piper. He literally calls himself that. Luring children with his music for years. He has lured young women. He has taken young women from their family. He has pimped them out. He has molested them. He has had unlawful sex with these women. And to see him um, get finally put down is great. And this is not only just a win for society, but a win for all the victims out there. And um, 
and anybody who's ever faced sexual assault or any kind of molestation. Um, we're with you. We stand with you. Fuck R. Kelly. Um, we stand. We march. And um, yeah, I want to see what his sentence is. And I'm probably going to be upset with his sentencing more than likely because this is America and he does have access to money, even though he's worth $2 million, allegedly. Um, I am just really excited to see him go down in flames for years. I've been wanting this and now it's happening and it just yeah. tastes better. Yeah. Um, didn't Bill Cosby potentially have like a potential, like basically life sentence? He did, but then they had this weird loophole and I cannot remember the loophole, but fuck Bill Cosby too. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking, cause I think Bill only served like a handful like of years, four years, in five years. Yeah. All if I know that. is I ain't gonna leave my fucking Jello pudding pops around that motherfucker and his old cockeyed. <laughs> got to keep an eye out with his old. I got to keep an eye out for Selena looking ass. Fuck him. And there were a lot of people in and support his wife. of Bill Fuck Cosby. His wife. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just saying there was a lot of people like who were in support of him, like cheering him on as he was released from from prison. You know, and I assume there's going to be something similar for. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly, there's going to be people protesting, saying that he's innocent. Oh, child, they've been doing that for years. They've been doing that for years. And then what's the worst part is um, with the video of him and the sexual encounter he had with the young girl, they're like, well, she's just too fast. She's too grown. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Ain't no child too fast or too grown to get a man's attention in that manner unless that man was seeking out that attention. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's like, again, like, I hate to just speak on my community, but this is my experience and my experience alone. Mm-hmm. Um, in the black community, like, for some reason, like, if your uncle does something bad to you, they tend to, you know, the community kind of tends to protect them and then kind of throws the uh, victim out to dry or blames the victim for what happened to her or him. Only reason why Bill Cosby, I mean, not Bill Cosby, R. Kelly basically it's starting to lose some leeway. It's because it came out that he was also perpetrating on boys. And you know, people would rather their men to be pedophiles than homosexuals. So it's, it's, it's a clusterfuck. It's a weird microchasm of just unspoken things that need to be unlearned and taken out of this community. Uh, my cousin Deja, for instance, is one of the members of my family who was like breaking the cycle of just like, nope, nope, we're going to speak out on things. We're going to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. And that is why like a lot of members on my mom's side think I'm trash because we hold the generations before us and the generation that we're in and the ones beneath us accountable. We teach them to speak out. We teach them to not accept anything. And I think everybody has this family bloodline loyalty and they really need to let that shit go. Blood don't mean shit if you're being mistreated bad. Toxic mm-hmm. is toxic. And if someone needs to be cut off, more than likely they're handing you the scissors. Cut that bitch off today. Life's too mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on my soapbox. Let me stop. No, well said. Well said. I'll let you have it. This is great. <laughs> yeah, you made something you made a very interesting point about um about cutting off and I think they I think you're spot on when mm-hmm. you said they're probably handing you the scissors. And that's something that I've sort of had to learn um, over the past few years about not having to sacrifice my self-worth uh, mm-hmm. or or what I believe. How do I want to frame this? Um, 
basically like I don't want to try to pretend like everything's okay and and in an effort to try to maintain what used to be for sure for sure and I think it took years for me to understand this because you know I grew up in foster care I didn't have I don't have a lot of family and so when I first met my biological family when I was 18 I was just like I'm willing to let these people basically shit on me so I can have some kind of familiar connection but then I thought to myself, and this is even before getting into grad school or going back to therapy, I was like, why would I want to be around people who make me feel like this? Right. Um, why do I want to be around people who make me feel bad? So then right. I start speaking my mind um, because when I first met my family, I did present like a little lamb and was quiet and would just let people do stuff. And then I remember one day my dumbass uncle i ain't gonna say too much because he will sue and he does listen hope you're hearing this he called me african which yes i'm a proud staunch half nigerian person but my name is theron or taran atebi either way my name is theron don't call me that and he kept doing it so i turned around and cussed him the fuck out and then after that i was the bad i was the problem not his drunk ass And when I realized that me standing up for myself to his ignorance, his vulgarity, his just disgusting nature, I was the problem. I realized right then and there, there's a reason why God or whoever did not put me back in this family. Mm -hmm. Because I would have been raised not correctly. And then I look at some of my cousins who got to live their lives with their mothers and fathers on my mom's side. And I realized they're just fucked up. Or equal to, I mean, sorry, they are equal to fucked up or just more fucked up than what I am and my brothers are. So I'm okay Mm. with that. And I'm at peace with it. Yeah. I was doing a training once and we we, we talked to students a lot. Um, It's this really great evidence-based wellness program that uh, I've been trained in it. And uh, the people who who run the the training and the the company are just awesome. And in the, in this training, we talk about the different wheels of strength, the strength wheel. And one of those is family. And we found that some youth will say, yeah, I'm really connected with like my, my mom or my dad or my aunts or uncles. But there's some that'll say, well, I don't really have, I'm not really close to any of my family, mm-hmm. but I have my friend's parents. And that's basically like my mom and dad. And it's this idea that family, you can have like the family that you don't choose and the family that you do choose. And mm-hmm it's really heartwarming to see people are able to kind of make family. They're, they're able to kind of pick their family through mm. like their, that friendship. Like that's a sense of family. And that's why I think friends givings are really important for some of those people on the holidays that maybe for whatever reason, you've been kind of ostracized from your family or you don't feel connected or part of your family, or you feel like being around your family can be negative or toxic. Mm-hmm. Right. So having that sense of family outside of your quote blood family i think is really awesome for sure for sure and i think everyone should have a chosen family even if Mm -hmm. they do have a good connection with their um birth family um you can never have enough supports you can always have extra so yeah yeah um speaking of family and being trash let's just say that uh jamie spears britney spears daddy that one uh Mm uh-huh he's gonna try to plead the fifth so he can get out of this um, conservatorship debacle. 
um, because they have now found some secret recording bedroom recordings from him. Um, there's a new Netflix documentary where it goes way more into depth about how they tried to control Britney. Um, her phones were tapped. Um, they would put uh, things in front of her door so she couldn't eat. Like, it's crazy. I only seen a snippet of it, but I will be deep diving that. But just let you know, Jamie Lynn, uh, not, yeah, you too, Jamie Lynn, actually. Jamie Lynn, Lynn, Jamie, we coming for that ass. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck both of y'all, allegedly. All three of you. Or what, Wendy, what, what did Wendy Williams say? Death. <laughs> yeah, she's like, death to all of them. I mean, no, I don't want them to die, but like, get away from Britney. <laughs> and that's all I have for Six Out World. <laughs> no, it's, it's a heavy topic. And we kind of went everywhere with that one. That's okay. It's so, okay. this um, episode's going to be a little bit different because typically we're reviewing something within the nerd ethos, whether it's um, Marvel. Um, so, here's the thing about what if. Theron and I have kind of come to the conclusion that we don't know if we're going to continue to review it anymore because you can't force what isn't there. And that love that we have for Marvel is just, we don't really feel like at this moment it's really attached to this show. I feel like we're going to keep watching, but I am honestly so many episodes behind because I've had no motivation to watch, watch it. it. Oh, um, so you didn't have internet for like two weeks. Yeah. So that's that leads into a lot of other things too but you know we just we I, i'm not feeling the show i i know you're not really feeling it either nope. so we may just find other things to review and talk about so just wanted to keep that if you're just if you're dying to know what our review is about the what if episodes uh i'm sorry i don't know if we're going to continue that um i apologize if that is the only reason you were coming to this show <laughs> but uh, i think we're going to we're going to probably just review something else. And I mean, and two, when it comes to this podcast, we really want to review things that we're interested in and we've just kind of lost that interest in what if. So uh, we're not going to be doing that. But for this episode, we kind of just wanted to do a bit of a life update where we've been. Um, it's been a month since we recorded, like I mentioned earlier. And some of that had to do with um, things come up. Um, I was without internet for a couple of weeks um, Theron's been kind of going through some <laughs> kind of? things, <laughs> to say the least, uh, which I will obviously let him speak mm-hmm. on. Um, but yeah, that's sort of where we've been, and that's why we've had this hiatus. So, um, Theron, I'll kind of let you talk about it. We'll just kind of go into what's been going on. Sure. We'll highlight some of the lows, and we'll also end on some positive stuff as well. Yeah. Well, you know, um, there's some high highs in life and some low lows. And I wouldn't even say I'm at a low low because, you know, there's people who have it worse than what I'm going through. Right. Um, I am a, I hate to say victim, but currently I'm a victim of stalking and harassment. And then on top of that, one of my gracious neighbors keyed my vehicle because she didn't like where I parked. Um, Overall, my transition to this new city has been kind of rough, but I'm not a weak ass bitch. And... I'm not going to just, you know, dwell or continue to let people try to bring me down. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, getting my car keyed and then then they left a note. The note was pretty funny. I would read it, but it's extremely vulgar and irrelevant um, to who I am as a person. But let's talk about the harassment um, and stalking. It's a very strange feeling to have people who you don't know 
have a problem with you um and leave really not threatening but thinly threatened uh threatening um remarks on your socials i personally don't care um i am not i'm you know i i'm not proud of one of my reactions to one of them uh i did run into the person at their job and i did run up on them not in a violent way but i did run up on them because uh i am from the streets even though i don't sound like it and i did ask them you know hey leave me the fuck alone um everyone keeps telling me to let it go let it slide um but these people are trying to take my power and that is not acceptable um, mm-hmm. they're taking away my safety. Um, they could try to say whatever they want for my reputation, because if they believe, if people believe what they're saying, the egregious things that they're saying about me, um, then that person doesn't know me and they don't care to know me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been holding me down is my friends, my family, and people who I haven't saw in years, like, uh, my GoFundMe to get my car fixed. I raised $900 through that. Granted, a lot of people hate GoFundMe, so they uh, Venmo'd and cash at me money. So to those people, I really want all your addresses so I can write you uh, a handwritten note because that's a fraction of what I can do to show gratitude and love since you guys were able to support me, especially by opening up your purses and wallets. But um, overall, it's been weird, like... I can handle myself. I'm a big guy. I'm like 270, 63. I don't think they want it because if I sat on them, they would die. Um, <laughs> which is really funny because the last guy who harassed me, he was mostly mad because he's been trying to sleep with me for the last four years. He's like a simp. And he's just like, just jumped on the hate train because I ignore him. And I'm on that Megan Thee Stallion tra- train. The more I ignore you, the more you adore me. So like, it was just really funny to just see him try to get out of pocket with me. And then he called me trash when I was just like, hey, like, these allegations aren't true. Um, which I'll tell you the allegations. They're saying that I condone domestic violence because I told a person who was in a domestic violence situation that they're redeemable for support, love, and rehabilitation. Because I'm a fucking therapist. That's what we do. We, mm-hmm. rehab- we rehabilitate people. And if you're part of this whole like train of wanting to cancel people but not educate people you're just as bad as the person who you're canceling you're not helping anybody you're not making society evolve if anything you're not thinking for yourself so like i said in my last statement of these people when i posted on my social you guys are a wild pack of idiot bitches and i'm sick of you already and that's Mm -hmm. all (laughs) but life other than that is good like again i have good support friends like tyler amy will tyler's child even though i don't tell her what's going on my cousins from cali are like (laughs) we'll roll we'll run up on somebody uh shout out to my cousin stevie who's just been really great um yeah tyler's been great i mean it's a rough patch but you know what it'll pass Again, I survived foster care. The, you can't break me, bitch. If you make it through foster care and still can make it as an adult, I'm good. I'm good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt for a little bit, but it's just a boo-boo to a boo-boo, period. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. and I hated seeing – it just felt like things were kind of piling on uh, mm-hmm. in such a short period of time. But I think one of the 
one of the big things that I caught when you were talking about everything is that one word that I think we get really caught up in and that's dwelling. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do dwell on something, we do, we keep feeding, we keep feeding that negativity. And I mean, it's okay to have bad days and be sad or upset or angry about something. Those are very acceptable things, mm-hmm. uh, acceptable emotions. Um, but when we do dwell on it and that's all we think about, it seems like we're going to be stuck in that, that loop forever. Yes. And I think, I think it was, it's really important for anyone who's, who's struggling to know that things can get better and that mm-hmm. there are people out there that can help you move through whatever it is that you're going through. Um, so I was glad Theron, that you have people in your life and I'm glad that I, I could be one of those people for you um, yeah. to help you move through that because yeah, it's, it's tough. And you... no, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it, it, it is tough, but you know, um, I'm a big, big, big listener to music. And as you were saying, like things piled on. So like, I was like, I just listened to After Laughter by Paramore because that's just the mood of this whole situation. It's just like this rough, but I'm still going to try to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. But then I listened to another song by Beyonce. Um, it's about her mom's divorce. And at the end, there's a part where Miss Tina um, discusses what it means to go through it. So I'm going to I'm going to read you what it says, because this is written on my wall right now, on my mirror right now. It says, if you're going through it, it's just called going through it. You're not going to get stuck there. You're not going to die. You're going to survive. And honestly, surviving's been my MO my entire life. Ain't Mm -hmm. nobody going to outlive me. I'm like Cher and cockroaches. (laughs) I just keep coming with the hits. No, (laughs) that's so true. What did you say that? um, What was that quote from again? um, The song is called Ring Off by Beyonce. It's a Caribbean dance hall uh, song that was a uh, bonus track on her self-titled record that came out in 2013. Um, Okay. Again, too, you know, the whole situation is fucked, and I think that the person who's behind it, I know her name. I'm not going to give her power by saying her name. Um, She is crazy i like do y'all like should i tell the backstory about why this woman is acting this way tyler or should i just let it go uh we could probably just let it go but it's up to you quick synopsis she a hating ass bitch let's just say that (laughs) and i do hate what happened to her um even though i do not like this young lady but no one should be a victim of domestic violence no matter how i feel about you Mm -hmm. um and that's just what i want to leave people with today like if you are um, we're going to leave some links in our um, description box. But if you yeah. are in Oklahoma, for instance, Tulsa, and you are a um, unfortunately a victim of domestic violence, there are resources out there. We have some good friends who work at Divis um, who are willing to help. Um, uh, the nations are willing to help. They also have that. Um, the place where I work, which I will not name, there's a lot of uh, batter in uh, prevention Uh, courses you can take and things you can do reach out to a friend and if your friend is going through that try your best to help her even though it may seem frustrating um the thing about abuse is isolation and we want you to be cognizant of that because um again Mm -hmm. i'm not a supporter of domestic violence or any abuse in that nature i am however willing to let people be rehabilitated except if you're r kelly or um 
<laughs> Bill Cosby, because fuck both y'all. But mm. people, no matter what, even though I made that really funny joke, people are also allowed to be redeemed and grow from their past mistakes and transgressions. People mm. grow. We're one of the most evolvingest beings on earth. And that mm. is why I don't believe in cancel culture, even though I do joke and say you're canceled. I will definitely, you know, say that, but I will be willing to be an ear, listen and educate you depending on how I feel. Because I, as a black queer person, I am not the monolith. Mm -hmm. So, period. Yeah. But Tyler, let's talk about you because we've been talking a lot about me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I, the the biggest thing that I had was I was out of internet for a couple of weeks. Wow. I mean, in comparison. (laughs) Oh my God. I should have went first. (laughs) You really should have. Oh my God. Oh, I have no internet. It's so hard. (laughs) It's like, it's like a a black and white picture of you dressed as a mime smoking in a beret. Uh, You should be a mime for Halloween. Um, I already have my Halloween costume in mind. It's going to require some craftsmanship um, so you need to call amy then your wife i'm gonna try it on my own i'm gonna see how it goes we'll okay, see i'm child. not a crafty person you uh, really I, ain't. I can build things but when it comes to like crafts uh, i'm not the greatest but I've, I've found some online resources i'm gonna try to uh, utilize that may help me in good creating. luck chuck i will do my best but I mean, yeah, honestly, in comparison, I mean, I didn't have any huge life events happening uh, that were negative. I mean, yeah, like Theron said, I was out of internet for two weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. The biggest problem with that was just the back and forth I was um, having to go through with my internet provider. That was the most frustrating part. Um, I found a lot of good in not having internet for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I connected with my family more. um, Yeah. I focused on my fitness more because I didn't have the ease of, you know, watching Netflix or Hulu. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go for a run or I guess I'll Mm -hmm. go play some board games with the family or with some friends or something or so. So that was pretty much it. Um, So like in comparison to what you went through, obviously it's a drop in a bucket. It's it's, it's (laughs) nothing. Um, And I'm not, and I hope that it doesn't come off as like, you know woe is me i I can't handle this it is weird though when internet with like wi-fi and just internet in general is connected to like almost everything that you do in your daily Mm -hmm. life like podcasting or if you wanted to work from home or um just like entertainment to de-stress um because Mm -hmm. you know entertainment is is my form of um stress management and stress management and i just had to alter that a little bit so i read more and it was fine obviously i made it through i wasn't but it did feel weird being without internet for that long but um obviously it's it's not a big deal um the highlight um the big thing was i i I ran the five the half marathon yeah completed that congratulations Um, thank you it was ridiculous um, it was the toughest thing i've ever done physically i think um, I trained eight weeks for it and I, I didn't, I didn't slack at all in training. As soon as we signed up for it, we had eight weeks to get to work and we went for it and it was four or five days a week, just putting in miles, running some long distance runs and 
we made it happen. Um, my time was two hours and 39 minutes. Um, if you're a serious runner, that's probably not that great of a time. Mm -hmm. Um, but for my first one, I didn't really have a benchmark, so I didn't really know (laughs) how long it was going to take me. Right. Um, I started off feeling really great for like six miles. I was like, this is easy. I've got Mm -hmm. this. I'm cruising. I had my playlist going. Uh, I felt fine. And then when like mile six, mile seven hit is when I really hit that wall and the pain started in my quads and then moved to my knees and then moved to my calves and then moved to my feet and then my toes. And it's just, yeah, it was, it was a tough, the last three miles, you know, they say when you're training for a half, you only need to make sure you can run 10 miles because those other three miles you'll be able to knock those out because Mm -hmm. of like adrenaline and whatever. I don't know. Uh, Those last three miles (laughs) felt like an eternity for me. I think it took me like an hour to run those three miles. Oh no. It was, it was tough, but, um, man, just the, it was so, it felt great crossing that finish line because, all the hard work that you put into it paid off and obviously i'm not i wasn't training it wasn't you know um, a race where i was trying to place in like a half like a like a boston marathon or a new york marathon obviously um it was just really neat to be like okay i put this goal in mind and i really busted my ass and then all paid off at the end and the number one goal was to finish and i i met that goal and it felt great and just i had a lot of friends there um, part of my running group, shout out to the running group at Justice Fit. And then shout out to William. He agreed to just, he does photography and we've had him on the show before. Um, check out Loki episode six, if you haven't already. Um, he's on that episode and he does photography. So he just came, um, he woke up super early that morning. I mean, we left the gym at like 5:30 AM and he just showed up with his camera and was just like, yeah, I'll follow you guys up there. And he just shot, he, he, uh, shot us running and just, because he's a nice guy because he's a friend yeah, he's so, a really good person i mean and uh, and and i i love him for that and just just being such a solid friend and a solid dude um but he's it was fine great. he's like a 50 was... fi- no, that's kidding <laughs> <laughs> he's like a 50 out of 100 maybe a 97 no. <laughs> like, not a no. hundred. yeah but no it's been really cool reconnecting with william because you know we went to high school together and then you know, as high school happens, people move on. People go to college and they do their own thing or they start a family. Um, and then we just reconnected through Instagram. You wanted to be on the show and one thing led to another. I mean, we're it's like we're picking up where we were back in 2009. So it's yeah. great. And then um, we recently reconnected with Steven and Megan, um, who I'm playing disc golf with here in a little bit. And it's just awesome that full circle, you know, like we we're best friends in high school yeah. and then there's like a 10 year break. And not for any, we didn't have a falling out or anything. It's just life happened, right? And then yeah. we just reconnect again. And it's like we're getting the band back together. We're on this reunion tour. And it's who's, been great. Who's the lead singer? Me, for sure. <laughs> who's Absolutely. the drummer? William. Will. Will. William and actually is I'm guessing drummer. Steven's on bass. I don't know what Steven can play. Electric guitar. We can teach him bass, I think. Well, see, what's funny about the Steven thing, that's so funny, because I went to high school with Steven. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to tech school together, digital media, and we did a lot of projects together. Um, His senior year, my junior year, I am the youngest in our friend group. Mm -hmm. Um, And Steven (laughs) 
met me at a time where antidepressants and good coping was not a thing for me. And so the fact that he met me in this new forged version of myself, happier version of myself is crazy. Cause mm-hmm. Steven was shocked to hear that I had a big personality because I didn't talk in high school at fucking all. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that him and his wife are just like, whoa, you are a talker and you have such a good personality. Like, shout out to <laughs> Megan. I love Megan. Um, she's great. She's awesome. Like, the, the whole, <laughs> it's just weird, like, to connect. And the fact that, like, we've been friends for so long and I never knew you were friends with Steven. Granted, like, Steven yeah. wasn't, like, my best friend or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. It's great. And it's, like, really fun to have that fan, friend group outside of my other friend groups because... yeah. I like variety and I think variety Mm -hmm. is the spice of life. Um, So it's good. And like the fact that, you know, reconnecting and the fact that you brought up like life does happen Mm -hmm. Um, and it's normal. Like we all grow apart. Like, yeah. Who knows where I'll be at in 20 years? Probably shaking my ass somewhere on a beach, but (laughs) I'll still be looking the same. Maybe probably no hair, but still the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that like, through the years, Theron and I have found out that we were always within very close proximity of each other, but we mm-hmm. never knew who we were until we just happened to take um, we happened to take the same classes at grad school, and then we met. And then as we got to talking, I was like, "Yeah, I'm from here," and you were like, "Oh, you know so and so," and I was like, "Oh yeah, they were good friends of mine." And you're like, "Oh yeah, I knew them," and da da da. And then the town in which you grew up was a very small town, which was like four miles from the small town Mm -hmm. that I grew up in. It's just insane to me that we were so close geographically, yet so far away until years later. um, Mm -hmm. So we met in this, and we've already done our intro um, show where we've already talked about the genesis of our friendship. um, So we don't need to rehash that, but it's just, it's just funny to me how that stuff happens. And, also how like just friendships in general work you know you could just meet somebody and then within a couple weeks it's like oh okay yeah yeah, we're gonna talk every day we're gonna be best friends forever right you know oh yeah for sure because like the girls from grad school because i think it was just you me and kyle and zach rest in peace zach Mm -hmm. were the only males in our cohort but like i talked to Annabelle, Ashley, Chrisica, and Carly, like, every day. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we had this ridiculous group chat that we started in grad school <laughs> that we didn't add anyone else because we were like, okay, we're talking hella shit here, so we need a solid foundation. I was like, Tyler doesn't really talk shit, so this isn't for him. Like, he may, like, ha-ha-ha, LOL, but then that's about it. So, <laughs> Oh, I talk shit just only to certain people. Listen. And you're one of them, so. I'll just tell you right now, I will at your Twitter name. If I'm on Twitter talking shit, I am tagging bitches. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wear... That's what, like, it's so funny going back to my situation. It's just, like, I say what I want regardless of who it offends. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out of my way and say slurs, but I'm pretty transparent with who I like, what I don't like, what I stand for, and what mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. So it's just, like you know what you're going to get with me. With Tyler, on the other hand, Tyler will... Hmm. How do I say this? Diplomatic. He will play with you for a little bit and then be like, okay, fuck off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Me, on the other hand, I'm like, bitch, I don't play with you. I'm not nice. I told you I took a break for this club. Now I'm on my acting game and now I'm back. 
And this bitch still ain't acting the same. So, like, leave me alone. So, Tyler, on the other hand, is like, we need to be nice for a while. But this motherfucker <laughs> is getting on my nerves. <clears throat> like, I, I wish people were just like me and Amy. Amy's quiet about her disdain for you, but she will look at you like, I fucking hate you. While me, on the other hand, I'm like, my bitch don't like you. My homegirl says, fuck you. Like, <laughs> so I was just like, y'all yeah. work on that just a little bit. Yeah. You're like her, like, hype man slash, like, inner dialogue. I love it because, like, I know Amy reminds me of uh, the saying that the person who, do- when the person, like, who doesn't speak a lot, I cannot, I can't say the saying correctly. Um, but it speaks volumes when the person who doesn't speak a lot says something negative about you. Mm. Um, especially if that person's not known for talking mess or chastising other people. Yeah. And so when Amy's like, hmm, and I'm like, mm, I caught that, and she will giggle because she knows that I know because usually the opinion's the same. <laughs> and we just yeah. kind of keep it to ourselves. And your daughter kind of does it, but she's more sweet about it. And I love it because I've seen her make faces at things that she don't like. But then she'll just proceed to do the Tyler thing to be nice about it still. So I'm just like, look at this perfect (laughs) blend of two different people. I love it. Granted, she looked nothing like you. Like if you put me in a lineup and they told me to, if I didn't know you, and they told me to point out this child's daddy, I'm going to point at like the whitest person in the room. (laughs) Like this lily white blonde person over here. Yeah, when she was when she was a baby, she resembled me a little bit more. Um, like had the same color hair, you know, is mm-hmm. very dark brown. And yeah, as she's gotten older, her hair's turned more into like that that dirty blonde, and she's looking more like Amy, mm-hmm. um, uh, especially like when Natalie wears her glasses. So, mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, she is officially graduated from PT, and she is out of the boot. So we are walking again. And last night, she was like, "Hey, Daddy, look, I can run," and she just started running. Uh, so she is in the clear. She's cleared medically. Um, it's 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 great. It's great to have her right. walking again. So like, so. she's on my like list of babies I gotta buy gifts for. Besides my brother's upcoming baby, mm-hmm. I need to hit Target up. So I need to do that this week because I gotta get her some dolls. I want to get it to her quicker. Um, not like for like I'll wait till y'all give it to her. You know, on her birthday, of course. But mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and get the dolls. So I need to like go get some dolls so dolls if, if you want that... oh go ahead oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i was just gonna say if you want us to make your life easier um we have like a whole list of what's on her wish list so we can just send you that and say go buy this item amy already sent me stuff I'm oh she did a... oh yeah, so you're good I talk to your wife on my own i don't need to uh, hang out with you to i just didn't know if you knew about the, the wish list i just want to make your life easier no, but like, yeah, send me that wish list though, because um, what I don't do is buy budget gifts for babies. I'm gonna need mm. to get some. I, I'll like, let me see what you got on that list so I can see what's a little pricey. So yeah. you can put my name on it. Like, yeah, Uncle Theron got you that one. And I'm gonna be sitting there like, mm-hmm. <laughs> only the best for anybody's friends, uh, my brother's children or my friend's children. I love to like give them really fun gifts because it's just like, I didn't have that growing up, so just to see like little kids get so excited about things is just like, yes, I'm vicariously living through you. Like you, like my cousin Stevie's boys. Oh my god, they are my nephews. I get them Nerf guns. I give them money. I buy them candy. Like I still like, hey, calm your ass down. But those are like, I don't have nephews who are young. My oldest mm-hmm. nephew is three years younger than me. Um, I'm 29. He's 20. Uh, he's 25. So four years. 
Mm. So like Stevie's kids were like my first, like, I'm an adult and you are a child. I can legit like take you and do these fun activities things. So I just love that kind of shit. It's like, yeah, it's really fun to see a kid smile. Um, but anything else for your check-in with our listeners? No, I think that's pretty much it. One thing I'm I'm really excited about, and you're involved in this, is I've been kind of helping slash coaching you and another friend. You ain't coached me to do for... shit. You just gave me stuff. I, I, I said don't take helping. credit for my progress. <laughs> I'm helping. I'm talking about this upcoming 5K that we have. Mm. And don't you dare say that I haven't helped you in any way because you're like, what kind of shoes should I wear? And I was like, you got to go do this. And then you go on Facebook and you're like, hey, y'all, what should I do? And I'm like, Theron, I already told you, but I will tell you again. And then you go and do that. And you get your shoes and you start doing the damn thing. So Theron has a 5K he's doing with me next month. Allegedly. And allegedly. We got to see how my needs work. Speaking of, so I wasn't going to tell people this, but I'm going to do it anyway, just so it can hold me a little more accountable. Your bitch got a fucking personal trainer. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually, after the pod, I'm going to start my first day of strength, strength training again. Um, to be honest, like, I've never been fat, but I've never been skinny either. I've always been built thicker, which is fine. Actually, I was super skinny in high school. What am I talking about? Um, but... This knee surgery, like, I thought I was doing really good, but, like, come to find out, like, I shouldn't have graduated PT the way I did. Because um, when I started working out, and I slimmed down quick, like, after the weight gain from the surgery, but after that, like, I was having so much problems with my knees. Um, they didn't really teach me what I, tell me what I can and cannot do. So I got a personal trainer, and we're starting from the beginning, which is kind of like defeating if you're me because i'm not an athlete but i'm an athletic person Mm. but you know what you got to start somewhere so i'm really excited granted the weight that he's trying to have me use is some little baby puss weight like no we're gonna use some we're gonna lift a little heavier if you're listening to this anthony also i should give him a shout on the pod hmm only if he gives me a discount but um (laughs) (laughs) we are definitely revamping my lifestyle because Again, these people are trying to keep a bad bitch down, but you can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't defeat a bad bitch. I said that on Facebook the other day. You really can't. Can't Um, defeat a bad bitch. (laughs) That should be like on my tombstone when I die. Like, I guess you did defeat a bad bitch. (laughs) They got me. Uh, They They got got me, me. gal. (laughs) Um, But let's go ahead and slide into our recommendations. Um, Let's do it. You go first. Oh, of course. I'm going to recommend an album that I have been so eager to listen to for so long, and it finally came out. Um, it came out, I want to say, uh, September 17th. Uh, it was the day before the half marathon because I put that shit on repeat because I had a long time mm-hmm. to listen to music. Um, it's Lil Nas X new album, Montero. And holy shit, it's so great. It it's kind of all over the place, like stylistically. Um, you know, he would always kind of give out little tidbits of what the song sounded like because we got to say this too: the His way he marketed, the way he marketed this album was so over the top, so fucking crazy, but, but so hilarious and genius at the same time. Oh yeah, like he wore, <laughs> he had this like prosthetic 
baby stomach bump. like he like a like a baby bump like he was like baby montero's almost here and he had like <laughs> he had like this whole like baby shower mm-hmm. and like no one was there but everyone who collaborated on the album with him like sent gifts like mm-hmm. elton john or megan the stallion and, ah. and jack harlow all those guys mm-hmm. um and then like the night before the album came out he was like rushed to the hospital to give birth to the album and he literally gave birth to the album <laughs> like a vinyl record came out uh, i'm still and... stuck on the bussy water has broken i'm like that's oh diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and i just love how quick like i don't mean to cut you off i do love no, how like fine. little nas x has all but blankly just said he's a bottom i just love that he's just like oh yeah i'm a bottom i'm just like I think yeah. that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah i think he says it in one of his songs too i don't i gotta be uh, maybe i think he does um so yeah this album is fantastic um i actually stayed up a little late that night just to listen to it. i think it dropped to like 11 p.m so i gave it a quick run through just to check it out um and it's it was fantastic i absolutely yeah. loved it really um, good record really good record. I, I think let's go ahead i would love to go ahead and just since we've both listened to it we love it i would love to give our strongest songs and our the songs we think are maybe the weakest of the album. Not to say that it's a bad song. It's just if you had none to line the them all up. None of the songs are bad. None no, of the none songs of them are. are bad. None of them are skippable either. Like, I cannot sit there and say uh, one song is more skip worthy than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say for me, uh, because I was a little scene queen back in high school, Lost in the Citadel, mm-hmm. uh, oh, emo, punk scene sound just yesteryear like i really wanted to just tease my fucking hair and put leopard print highlights all throughout my dreads mm-hmm. just a really good song yeah um my least favorite song is am i dreaming with miley cyrus i do like that whole spacey ambient mm-hmm. type music most of my favorite playlists have 10 of those songs I think that him and Miley's voices do not blend well together. Um, yeah. And I love that Miley Cyrus is on there. I think she's a talented vocalist and mm-hmm. songwriter. I don't really like some of her personal choices, but we won't get into that today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that it could have... I feel like I would have liked the song better if it was just him. Because it was like the closing of his debut record and i feel like you're closing if it's going to be a song like that needs to just be you so you can stand alone by your art um the miley cyrus feature was not needed and if i had to like switch it um scoop is also kind of like it's fine it's not remark it's unremarkable if anything yeah i think for me we talked about that song scoop um i think for me because it's the the reason it's my I think it's the weakest song on the album is because it just the whole course is just mm-hmm. the word scoop over and over again scoop. and I just I just can't get on board with a song that just repeats one word mm-hmm. as your course for me I find it to be very lazy like and I'm not comparing this song to anything that this this artist to this artist over here because this artist I'm about to you know drag to the ground is fucking terrible but Lil Pump 
so I saw one of his like you know those videos you get on Facebook that are like sponsored and it just comes up and like autoplays. Mm-hmm. I was curious, so I was like, I'm gonna check this out. I have never liked anything that this artist has put out, and I think the song was called like "Like Me" or "Wanna Be Like Me." And do you want to guess what not only the verse but the fucking chorus was? I, the name of the song, "Wanna Be Like Me," ugh. and it was so garbage. And in my mind, I'm thinking. Who listens to this? I don't claim to be this like musical critic or this savant of music where I'm like, oh, this is music because I think that there is music for everyone, but I don't know who that music is for. Um, and maybe it's I'm an old geezer now, but I'm sorry, I just I can't I can't fuck with that song. But the yeah. strongest song for me mm-hmm. uh, on the Montero album is "That's What I Want." Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love the video. Uh, I do love Lost in the Citadel as well, um, and and Life After Salem is pretty good too. It's very dark yeah. and ominous, and Lil Nas like really showed us in this album that he has a really great singing voice. Oh, because he has I'll be a range. honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I first heard Old Town Road, I didn't like it, and I still like when I hear it now. I'm just like. Okay, maybe it's because it's overplayed. I'm just, I'm not. No, let's really call it spade a spade. That but... song fucking sucks. Yeah, I, I think so. I sorry, and I get Nas, it. Like Montero. It, you know, I mean, I'm glad it didn't make it to the album because part of me was like, is he gonna put it on the album? Because I know it was like a, it came out mm-hmm. like two years ago, but still. Um, but then he had like um, holidays, really good panini. Panini. Uh, it's panini. I said it the way I said it. Oh, <laughs> you were correcting me. I was like, bitch, oh, no, I'm on the Spotify I... right now. Um, I thought Sun Goes Down was great, too. Yeah. Um, a little slower. Good album. Song. Good album. Just, oh. And the just... industry baby hypes me up oh. every time when those trumpets kick in. For sure. Um, Jack Harlow's kind of hot, but I hear he's problematic, so. Mm. I don't know. I just hear. Sure. Um, I will say this is like a big year for black queer musicians with Willow and Little Nas X just turning the music world on the on the, on its head and really giving a middle finger to um, black social uh, norms and I'm doing air quotes, mm-hmm. um, especially Little Nas X with just really just drop kicking the societal pressures that is the hip hop culture. And being openly and unabashedly and unapologetically queer and making a lane for little black kids who felt mm-hmm. like us as ch- children, I, I love yeah. it. I love it. But speaking of queer people, this is an album that I want uh, you to also listen to, Tyler. Okay. Arlo Parks has a new record out. She is a British bisexual soul singer. I believe she's of Nigerian descent. So, uh, hey, Yoruba cousin, um, let me look up. The song, the album is called Collapsed in Sunbeams. Um, it's good, a very acoustic R&B. The best song off this album, hands down, is a song called Eugene, where she talks about falling in love, like understanding her queer identity by falling in love with her best friend, but also dealing with the jealousy of her best friend in her homo- uh, heteronormative relationship with a man named Eugene. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's well written. Her voice is just, it's like sunbeams, which is 
perfect title for the record. Um, everything about it's good. Like, I mean, Tyler hasn't listened to it yet, but not the whole album, but I've heard the song, the Eugene song. Yeah, yeah. You okay? You showed the video play for to you? me. Oh yeah, you showed me I the video. Yeah, it's so good. It's just so so good. Just uh, like that is an album. I hate to say it, but it's in my top ten. Even though my top ten is ever changing, but. This is an album that I will not pass up. Like, I put it in the echelon of Frank Ocean's Blonde, um, Beyonce's Lemonade, Scissor's Control Record, and Solange's A Seat at the Table. When I say that, that is high praise for me. Um, Mm -hmm. These are all well-written albums, well-conceived. The concepts are great. No skips. Like, yeah, there's songs that are weaker than others, but this is these this is a masterpiece record. And if you're just having a lazy day or you just wanna veg out and zone out to some music, Arlo Parks is your girl. She's amazing. Dua Lipa's cover of Eugene is really good too, but not as good as Arlo Parks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna give her a listen. We should definitely do an episode where we just kinda talk about like our top five albums and just We're doing it next week. <laughs> i'm not watching i'm not watching what if no no but a little movie uh oh venom's coming out this weekend venom's coming out this weekend Mm -hmm. october 1st shit are we watching the opening night i was gonna watch it friday night well damn go give me a ticket i'll go too okay i didn't Uh, even know it's a date so Uh, your wife is gonna be there so it's not a date oh it's a date with your wife and will and oh. will hopefully his friend comes i really liked her oh yeah yeah she's dope yeah it's a friend date all right well we're gonna go ahead and close out for the day uh thank you so much for listening whoever you are and wherever you are for this episode of fox in the stone where we just give you a little bit of an update and just kind of shoot the shit for a little bit mm-hmm. um we will see you later um and as always bye fuck off <laughs> no i'm just kidding bye guys